This is the Grind It Podcast. We know just like grinding a handrail or a cross of coping can be challenging at times, so can life be. We share God's word and personal stories to encourage you to keep grinding and to not give up. It's time to grind. So here's the old school skateboarder himself, Randall Tucker. Welcome to the Grind It Podcast. Welcome. Um, today we're going to check out uh, something that um, George Michael sang about. You got to have faith. Got got to have faith. Or the lack of thereof faith. So <clears throat> we're going to get into this uh, where Jesus has to cast out the demon because the disciples couldn't get the job done. Mm. Um, and so we're going to look at faith and or the lack thereof and who's at fault. The disciples, the little kid, the little kid's dad. Yeah, we'll get into that. Be interesting. But before we do, why don't you pray? I do believe, Lord. Help me (laughs) overcome my unbelief. Father, we thank you that we can come before you with um, all kinds of prayers and requests. And we just ask that you help us in our unbelief. Where we have been reticent to believe you for things that seem impossible. Forgive us. And, And take us deeper in our knowledge and understanding of you. So that we... We come to you believing and full of faith, asking all kinds of things and seeing your response. Lord, show us who you are. Open this this word up to us as we study it today. We ask you in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus. Amen. So in the last podcast, we talked about the transfiguration of Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. And the metamorphosis that took place. Uh, that was the Greek word, meta, the transformation, metamorpho. Um, and how he glowed. And how he had a conversation with Moses and Elijah, which mm-hmm. would be pretty cool to see. But then the Peter, James, and John were the three that were privileged to um, witness this event, right? And right. Peter insert foot and mouth, right? He mm-hmm. wants to build shelters, memorials for... Um, Moses and Elijah, and when Peter opens his mouth, it kind of ruins the moment. God shows up in a cloud, voice comes down from heaven, and uh, when they come off the mountain, they're concerned with not the fact that they were talking, that Jesus was talking to Moses and Elijah, and they saw this. They were concerned about the fact that Jesus said he's going to have to die. And then when they come to the foot of the mountain, there's the other uh, disciples that w- weren't that were not invited to the party, the transfiguration party. <laughs> they're, they're, they're talking to, terrible. they're having a discussion with uh, some religious leaders because uh, and there's this dad over there agonizing over his son who's had this demon for a long time ever since he's a little kid, and this demon takes this boy and throws him in fires. We'll see here in a second. Those him in water tries to drown him. Maybe we should read it. Yeah, well, we'll hold on a second okay. before we get there. We'll read it, but I want to point out some stuff before we read oh, it. Okay. All right. Because Shelby was asking me what my points are, and I said I got several. 
I want to throw out some before we read it. Okay. All right. Um, so, the first thing is, the devil is ruthless. The devil is ruthless. And, and what I mean by that is, he is no respecter of persons, regardless of age. Mm-hmm. Because we don't know how old this boy is at this time, but the father says, ever since he was a little kid, a, you know, right. a child. From childhood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so... This kid's been demon-possessed ever since childhood. So that, that's crazy to think about. But the de- devil is no respecter of persons, regardless of age. Mm-hmm. And I thought about 1 Peter 5, 8. It says, stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Mm-hmm. Not a pretty sight. Have you ever watched uh, Animal Planet and an animal in the lion devouring a carcass. Hmm. Right. Regardless of age, the devil is ruthless. The second thing that I thought about was this. This demon may be torturing this young child, right? Which he is. I mean, it's a fact. He's throwing him in the fire, throwing him in the water, trying to drown him. And fire, you know, that, that, I mean, this kid's got to have... Probably some scars. Scars. You know, where his skin's been burned in these fires. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is terrible. If you think, when you break it down and think about it, this demon may be torturing this young child, but I guarantee you he's also torturing the dad. Mm-hmm. Because if you have kids, you know what it's like to watch your kids suffer and you can't do anything about it. And I brought up in a previous podcast about Tanner, my oldest son, who's 25 now, but when he was five, he had his first grandma's seizure. And for the next seven years, till he was 12 years old, he, he had seizures mm-hmm. until he out he outgrew uh, these seizures. But you know, when he was having them, there's nothing you can do. It had to go through the process. But we had moved back to West Tennessee, from East Tennessee, um, back to West Tennessee, back where I'm originally from. And so we had to change doctors, of course. And we had to take, take him to St. Jude. That's where the doctor was. And so St. Jude is famous for their cancer patients and, ch- you know, children. Mm-hmm. And so Tanner, even though he, he didn't have cancer, he had the epilepsy, but his doctor was at St. Jude. And so you're walking the halls and you're seeing these little children, you know, bald-headed, their hair's falling out, they're taking chemo. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, for a, you couldn't imagine a parent seeing their child, you know, go through something like that. So, even though the demon is in this kid and he's torturing the kid, the dad's also being tortured. Right. And so, when you put all that together, you can really see the desperation on the dad's part mm-hmm. in this story, in this passage. Because he, he hears about Jesus. This is the ongoing thing. These people hear about Jesus and, you know, and they're like, hey, if I can just get to Jesus, there's, you know, in other words, which is my third one. Jesus is hope. Mm-hmm. Jesus. You, if you want to throw something out there, you can. Any of this. Okay. So Jesus is hope. And so no matter what we're facing today, no matter any situation, any situation, which is what we're going to be talking about, faith. You know, got to have faith. No matter what situation we're facing today, Jesus is hope. Because mm-hmm. far too many times, and it's infecting me and my family. You know, my, my dad committed suicide when I was three. 
people give up. They just give up hope. They're, they just they can't see beyond whatever they're facing at the moment, mm-hmm. and they just give up. They lose hope. And no matter what we're facing, Jesus is hope. Yes. Um, over and over again throughout the Gospels, we see people coming to Jesus with a need, whatever that need is, fill in the blank, and he meets those needs. He fixes mm-hmm. every one of those situations, no matter what. So, um, if Jesus is hope, that means that we have to get people to Jesus, right? All right, and then the, the fourth one before you, you're reading tonight, right? Because, or Shelby, are you going to try to read? You are going to read? Shelby the Brave. She's under the weather, that's why I said that. Um, the fourth thing I want to point out before Shelby reads is, think, okay, so this dad, no doubt he's, he's heard about Jesus, there's hope. If I can just get my son to Jesus, cast his demon out, mm-hmm. my son's going to be okay. Now think about the disappointment this dad has when he finds the group of disciples where Jesus should be, but Jesus is not there. He's gone. He's gone. Because he's up on the mountain mm-hmm. transfigured, right? And his disciples, they can't get the job done. So think about you know, it's kind of a double disappointment. Jesus is not there. The disciples think they can get it done, and they can't get it done. And I can pretty much 100% assure you that dude was not looking for the disciples. He was looking for Jesus, mm-hmm. right? And they probably had a conversation like, well, Jesus is gone, but we, we've done this before. We can do this. We'll cast this demon out for you, you know, for you, for you. We'll help your boy. And they... Lay hands on him, pray for him, whatever, and nothing happens, right? Mm-hmm. So the dad's disappointed. He's excited. He goes back to an extreme disappointment uh, because they can't get the job done. And not only at this point they can't get the job done, they can't cast the demon out, but now they're starting to argue. They're having this heated debate with the religious leaders while this dad's sitting over here on the sidelines, tortured mm-hmm. because... You know, his son is still being possessed by the demon. They couldn't get the job done. And so there's a tremendous letdown, if you will, and I think, on on this dad's part. And I I think a lot of people in the church go through that that same kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Can identify with that? Yeah. Because we, and that's what we're going to talk about. We pray and we pray and we pray for stuff to happen, fill in the blank with whatever, and it doesn't happen, or at least it doesn't happen immediately. Mm-hmm. And we're living in this culture that wants it now, you know, and, and so when it doesn't happen, there's a huge letdown, and what happens? The people get discouraged and they leave. Mm-hmm. They give up on God. They give up on Jesus because they're frustrated or whatever, like this guy would have been. But then Jesus shows up and, hey, it makes it all makes it all better. Mm. He gets the job done. Hallelujah. All right, Shelby. We're going to read the story, verses 14 through 24. When they came to the other disciples, they saw a large crowd around them, the teachers of the law arguing with them. As soon as all the people saw Jesus, they were overwhelmed with wonder and ran to greet him. What are you arguing with them about, he asked. A man in the crowd answered, Teacher, I brought you my son, who is possessed by a spirit that has robbed him of speech. 
Whenever it seizes him, it throws him to the ground. He foams at the mouth, gnashes his teeth, and becomes rigid. I asked your disciples to drive out the spirit, but they could not. You unbelieving generation, Jesus replied, how long shall I stay with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring the boy to me. So they brought him. When the spirits saw Jesus, it immediately threw the boy into a convulsion. He fell to the ground and rolled around, foaming at the mouth. Jesus asked the boy's father, how long has, it, has he been like this? From childhood, he answered. It has often thrown him into fire or water to kill him. But if you can do anything, take pity on us and help us. If you can, said Jesus, everything is possible for one who believes. Immediately, the boy's father exclaimed, I do believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. Okay. So, um, the man says to Jesus, have mercy on us and help us if you can. And Jesus says, what do you mean, if I can? This would be so awesome to, to, to watch all this. Could have been a fly on the wall here, yeah. right? Yeah. What do you mean, if I can? Jesus asked. Anything is possible if what? For him who believes. A person who believes. Any, you know, if you believe. I think we discussed this a little bit in the last podcast. If you have the faith of the grain of the size of a mustard seed, which is tiny, Jesus says you can say that mountain, move over here, and it'll move. Mm-hmm. Um, so <clears throat> I like what Jesus says here what do you mean if I can because he's always gotten the job done right mm-hmm. but it, it's his disciples that can't get the job done and and everywhere, I, I think there's like I mean this is just my assumption but it seems like there's always like the religious leaders send out spies mm-hmm to, to just watch Jesus and his disciples just so because they're looking right they're they're wanting to catch him messing up so they can right condemn Jesus mm-hmm. so uh, speaking of letdown there will be a huge letdown on the disciples part too because they've they've cast out demons in the past you remember mm-hmm. they went they went into villages too but too right He'll, you know, and, and preach about the kingdom is here. They cast out demons. They work miracles. Mm-hmm. So they're excited. They think they can get it done. And, and it's yeah. like us. When we pray for people, we're praying with faith. We're pray- we know that God can do it. Right. We, we know it's God's will to do it. So we're all excited. The people we're praying for is excited. Then we lay hands on them, pray for them. Nothing happens. And... You know, it's just, it can be discouraging. And so, in my mind, I, I, I would be this guy. I would be just like him. I don't think I'd be any different. What do you, help us if you can. Your disciples said they could do it, but they, they couldn't do it. And, you know, so forgive me for my doubt. Mm-hmm. Um. He's watched his kid in torture. And what's interesting in the story is that when Jesus shows up and, and just starts talking a conversation with this dad, the kid goes into convulsions. The, the spirit, mm-hmm. the, the demon starts acting up. Yeah. That kind of tells me, I mean, I can't prove it because the Bible doesn't say, but it kind of tells me that when the disciples pray, nothing happened. 
That demon didn't do anything, but maybe laugh. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like there's you're not bothering me whatsoever. Right. But then you know, and then Jesus starts, you know, casting the demon out, and the, the son, the the demon starts acting up again. So, um, what I want to talk about here is the deep stuff. Um, Jesus cast the demon out despite the dad's lack of faith. And we know the dad had a lack of faith because he says it, right? Right. He says, help me I believe yeah. my unbelief. Yeah. You know, my footnote here on that says, um, human faith is never perfect. Belief and unbelief are always mixed. Right? Just like you were just saying. How many times have we prayed over somebody asking for healing, asking um, in faith, believing, yes, Lord, you can do this. And we will be careful to give you all the glory for it. And when it doesn't happen, um, or it doesn't happen in our timeline, we get discouraged, we get disappointed, and that leads to that belief and unbelief mixing. Right? Is this time, this time, is he going to heal? Is this going to be one of those times when I miss it, Lord? <laughs> I'm asking. I'm asking according to your will. I'm asking in your name. But is this going to be one of those times that I don't see it? Um, hope not. That's where I was going with the disciples because... They've they've done this before. This would be a, a cakewalk for them. Mm -hmm. no, no big deal. But they couldn't get the job done. So, what about the next time they have an assignment or whatever? Mm -hmm. Are they going to say, okay, um, is this going to happen or not? Did right. It, did it right. shake their faith? They're, they're, I mean, evidently their faith is already shaken because Jesus is going to you know tell them you faithless generation, mm -hmm. and he tells them several times that you know, oh you of little faith, and so. And, and like Shelby brought up before we started recording is that they, they've worked miracles. They've, they've seen Jesus do miracle after miracle after mm -hmm. miracle. They've, they've been with this mm -hmm. guy for a year or two now at this point. Yeah. And seen all this stuff, but yet they, they still have a lack of faith. But <clears throat> you said something uh, just a second ago about doubting and having faith and doubt. Mm -hmm. Doubting. In James 1, James says... Um, he's talking to Christians, dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, mm. your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect or mature and complete, needing nothing. Right? <clears throat> so that's the context of what I'm about to read. But he says, if you need wisdom, Ask your generous God, and he will give it to you. Mm -hmm. So the context, he's saying wisdom. If you need wisdom, ask our generous God, and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. But when you ask him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. So there's, there it mm -hmm. is again, faith. Make sure that your faith is in God alone. Do not waver. This is New Living Translation. Do not waver. For a person with divided loyalty is as unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. Such people should not expect to receive anything from God or anything from the Lord. Their loyalty is divided between God and the world, and they are unstable in everything they do. Mm -hmm. um, I think that some other versions say doubt. Don't doubt. Mm -hmm. 
which is what you were saying, mixing faith with doubt. Now, in this context, James is talking about wisdom and asking God for wisdom. But does that mean that if we're asking something in faith and we are doubting at the same time, does that mean that we're not going to get it? Because James says, don't expect anything from the Lord if you're going to pray like that. All right. What say you? I, I say that, you know, there have been lots of times that I've prayed in faith over people um, and asked, asked for healing. You know, commanded the spirit of infirmity to leave. Um, there have been a few times when it happened, and they they are testifying pretty immediately within the next twenty four hours about how they were healed. And my desire is that everyone I pray for for healing gets healed miraculously, and not because of what I do, but because of his faithfulness and because of his power. And I know that it's not my power right. that that's touching anybody and healing them. I know it's his. Why does it happen sometimes and not others? I don't know. I think there's a lot about healing I don't understand. Oh, there's a lot that I don't understand. And so I'll, I'll be the first to confess that there's a lot about healing I don't understand um, but I'm going to ask in faith I'm going to be crazy enough to say Lord I believe you you told me to ask for this so I'm going to ask Yeah. whether I have the little mustard seed kind of faith or whether I have a big mountain kind of faith <laughs> that's basically what we're going to you've given me the God kind of faith Yeah. the God quality of faith and it's not faith in my ability. It's it's faith in yours. Yeah. Do you think we give God an out? Because a lot of times when we pray for people, many times people say, "If it's your will." Mm-hmm. Well, we know we already know what His will is because we have His Word. Mm-hmm. Well, if we know the Word, we know what His will mm-hmm. is. And and so we know what His will is, but like, but we kind of just throw that look chink in there just so you know it can give god an out mm-hmm. well it's just not his will to heal you or to give you this or whatever whatever you're praying for fill in the blank mm-hmm. so i don't know we're going to end the podcast kind of what you were just saying so we'll come back to that yeah shelby no i was reading when you were saying that in first john 5 13 14 it says, this is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we asked of him. Mm-hmm. Key word in the very first part of that verse. What, read the first part of it again. This is the confidence we have in approaching God. Yeah. Confidence. Confidence. Mm-hmm. It's like in basketball, or well, really in basketball, but in other sports too but in, in football too if you know the plays you have a lot of confidence if you don't know the play when you go in yeah you get ran over you get tired you fumble the ball all the you know you just don't you don't have the confidence well what does confidence mean con 
Fidel, right? Con, con fiel. It's, Are you going Spanish on me? Yeah, with, <laughs> with, with faith. Yeah, that's, that's true. what you're saying. Yeah. Literally, with, with faith, with belief, that's where confidence comes from. And spending time with God and have a relationship with Him. Mm-hmm. Uh, there again, draw near to me, I will draw near to you. Yeah. And the more time we spend with God, the more confidence we, our confidence grows, our faith grows. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. It, it just keeps, it keeps going back to, you got to be in the Word. Mm-hmm. You, you can't have a relationship with somebody you don't know. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the more we have that relationship with God, and we're in His Word, we're praying, we're listening, talking, communicating with Him, that the relationship go, grows, the faith grows, the confidence grows. And we should have confidence when we come, you know, when we come before Him. That's a good word. I'm glad you brought that out. But there again, this dad had confidence in Jesus. Right. He had faith, or at least he had hope. Because the Lord, help me overcome. If it... If, when he heard of Jesus, if he didn't have hope, he never would have brought his child to Jesus. Mm-hmm. So there was something there that brought him to Jesus. So he had faith, but he doubted. So is it his doubt, the reason why the disciples couldn't get it done? Or is it the disciples' lack of faith that they couldn't get it done? Mm-hmm. All right, so read verses 25 through 29, shall we? All you Grounded Podcast listeners, I know you enjoy some good music, but I want to tell you about some awesome music. Now, my friend, Mary Gamboa, she's also the worship leader at the church where I worship, called Authentic Church here in Alcoa, Tennessee. We'd love to invite you to come out and check us out sometime when you get a chance. Start at 10 a.m. And we're on Lindsay Street here in Alcoa. Mary has produced a new album called Jealous. And you can check that out anywhere music is being streamed. But you can also check it out at marygamboamusic.com. That's Mary G-A-M-B-O-A music.com. Go check that out. When Jesus saw that a crowd was running to the scene, he rebuked the impure spirit. You deaf and mute spirit, he said, I command you, come out of him and never enter him again. Hold on just a second. So I just wonder if this is this, this same crowd was the ones who was watching the disciples. They couldn't get it done. Now here's Jesus. Let's run over here and see if he can do it because he's talking to the he's talking to the dad, he's talking to the, the little boy. You know. It's just kinda of like entertainment for for these people. They didn't have T V. No YouTube. And cell phone. No YouTube. Yeah. No TikTok. And so you just get this picture in your mind of this crowd are like, ooh, ooh, ooh. And then they just take over. And mm-hmm. they take off and go, can he get it done? All right, so go ahead. The spirit shrieked and convulsed him violently and came out. The boy looked so much like a corpse that many said he's dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him <laughs> to his feet and he stood up. After Jesus had gone indoors, the disciples asked him privately, Why couldn't we drive it out? He replied, This kind can only come out by prayer and fasting. Okay. Um, I wonder if the guy, I wonder if the kid died and Jesus raised him from the dead. Hmm. We don't know because it doesn't say we weren't there, but 
It just sort of seems that way. Um, so he says, afterward, when Jesus was alone in the house with his disciples, they, they asked him, why couldn't we cast that out that evil spirit? And he said, this kind can be cast out by prayer. And you're saying you're say, and fasting? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. New Living Translation just says prayer. And then, so does mine. It just says yeah. the prayer. But most of the versions say prayer and fasting. Uh, in Matthew's version of this story, Matthew 17, 19, and 20, it says, Then the disciples came to Jesus in private and asked, Why couldn't we drive it out? And he replied, Because you have so little faith. Mm. You have so little faith. And truly, I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it'll, it will move. Now, either you, you either believe that or you don't. Mm-hmm. So, Jesus says, if you got the faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. And then he says, nothing will be impossible for you. Mm-hmm. You either believe it or you don't. But it's so, like I told you before we started, it's, it's so hard. Mm-hmm. It's hard because there's always, like you said, there's always that little bit of doubt. Mm-hmm. Just a little bit of doubt. And regardless, I mean, you can pray with all the faith, and you can pray with fervency, and you can scream and shout or pray softly or whatever. But for most people, if not all people, there's, is he really going to do it? So, from what Jesus tells his disciples, the lack of faith is not on the part of the receiver, the dad or the, the little boy, but the giver. Because the disciples were the givers, right? They were, they were the ones pr- mm-hmm. doing the praying for this boy. Um, the, rece- <laughs> the receiver was a little boy with a demon, yet despite their efforts to cast the demon out, nothing happened. The giver was the disciples who couldn't get the job done. They, the givers, the ones doing God's will... The hand-picked disciples who are close to Jesus and walk with him on a daily basis, despite having cast out demons before, the givers lacked faith. Jesus said so. Mm-hmm. That's not something I'm just pulling out of the air. Right, right. Jesus condemned them for it. Um, so why did they have a lack of faith, do you think? I think Jesus tells us. I think they're missing out on something. They're lacking something. Maybe they did it without praying first. Instead of praying and then mm-hmm. doing it. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah, one of my... The footnotes here says, The disciples apparently had taken for granted the power given to them or had come to believe that, that it was inherent in them. Lack of prayer indicated that they had forgotten that their power over the demonic spirits came from trusting in Jesus and in his power. Mm-hmm. That's where I was going. Right? Yeah. Um, so, remember remember they, they come back at one point and go, Hey, you know, even the demons were subju- subject to us and in so your name. Yeah. Right? And he was like, don't rejoice over the, the demons. Rejoice that your name is written in the book. You know? Um, but this seems to suggest that they've become a little prayerless. Right, mm-hmm. that they've become a little prideful, and maybe a little haughtiness, um, just thinking that it's something in them that has done it. 
And, you know, love the fact that the Lord keeps us humble. Right? It's not me. It's not you. But we all do that. But we, it's We him. all do this. Right. I mean, I don't know how many sermons I've preached. I was like, man, I, I nailed that one. And forgetting the whole time that God's the one that gave me the, the, the sermon. And he's the one that should be getting all the glory and everything. But, you know, when you when you sing songs or whatever, do you ever think, you know, nail that song or whatever? Just, you know, just, it's just so, you know, because so many people come. I'm, and I'm always, I'm always pumping you full of sunshine all the time. And I know other people do too. And, it, and it, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's easy to let stuff like that go to our head. Mm. I mean, it's just human nature. It's what we do. And, and, and so our focus does get off. And I, I, I think you know, your footnotes are, and what you are, both are, are saying, it, uh, that's where I was going to go. Is, is I think there's a lack of prayer, and I think that there's definitely a lack of fasting because the Pharisees even asked Jesus, why do your disciples not fast like the rest of us in Mark, uh, Mark 2, 18 through 20? Right. John's disciples were fasting, and, and we're fasting, the Pharisee says. And he but, says it's not time while the bridegroom is with them. But there's coming a time when the bridegroom won't be with them, and they will be fasting. Yeah. So, which we don't really have time to get into it in the podcast, but this 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 situation tells me to this lack of faith or whoever you know it's on the disciples' part or whatever. It, in looking at the disciples, why they couldn't get it done, and Jesus pointing out that this prayer, this kind of only comes out through prayer and fasting. We know Jesus is spending time in prayer because mm-hmm. he goes off many times to be with the Father alone. Right. He's our model. Yeah, yeah. What are the disciples doing? Are they, why are they not praying like they should? You know, matter of fact, when he's in the Garden of Gethsemane, about to go to the cross, and Jesus says, stay here, watch, and pray. Pray. Well, what do they do? <laughs> Yeah, like, like, a lot like me. A little when, sleep, a little closing of the eyes, a little folding of the hands to rest. Yeah, so and you, you're used to it because when you come to bed and you say, we, we start praying, and about five minutes into the prayer, I'm out. <laughs> I'm gone. <laughs> and I'll wake up every now and then and throw amen in there. Or, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'll, you know, and I'll listen for a few minutes and I'll go back to sleep. Or I'll throw, you know, a few prayers in there. But I'm like the disciples, man. Um, my, my prayer time is other, you know, at other times. But anyway, this tells me two things. Number one, that prayer is crucial. Mm-hmm. A prayer life, I should say, is crucial. Mm-hmm. A prayer life. And we're right now in the 21 days of prayer and fasting. Right. All right. Um, but a, a, a prayer life, it, and that's, you know, again, that goes back to having a relationship with, with God. Right. Well, and you mentioned that earlier. A relationship, a relationship is not just a one-time thing, mm-hmm. right? It can't be. Well, I read your word once. Isn't that good enough? I had a dose. Isn't that great? Or some verses here and there, right? You know, I have a I have a verse on my coffee cup. Isn't that enough? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't really. I'm just saying that. You know what I'm saying? But and so the word is absolutely necessary. Right? But so is prayer. That's our communication with him. Hmm. And it can't be like, hey, you're my husband. I talked to you once upon a time. Deuces him out. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You know, our relationship is not going to thrive 
if I don't communicate with you on a regular basis. So I've got to hear your word, but I've also got to talk with you, mm-hmm. listen to you, and, and vice versa, and, and fellowship with other people. You know, those are some of the things that that are so fundamental to our faith. But obviously, fasting is too. Fasting once upon a time is not something that, like, just a one time, one and done. Mm-hmm. You know, but when Jesus refers to these things, he's talking about a lifestyle of this. Um, and and so that's got to be a regular part of our lives as believers to talk with him, to listen to him, to read word, to gather with other people, to spend time fasting, to put put your flesh to death and 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 seek his face. Those are things that are not optional. All right. Well, you didn't read my notes, but that—that's that's exactly where I was going. Prayer is crucial, and fasting is not an option in a Christian's life. Because in the Sermon on the Mount, it's assumed by Jesus that we we will be or are a people of prayer, and that we fast. Matthew six verse five. And when you pray, don't pray like the hypocrites. And he goes off. But when you pray. In other words, I'm assuming that you're going to be praying. People at prayer, it's going to be a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Matthew 6, 16, but when you fast. Not if you fast, not if you pray, but when mm-hmm. you pray, when you fast. So it, you're right, it's a, it's a lifestyle. And um, if we don't communicate as husband and wife, it would be a terrible marriage. I mean, it, twice a year on Christmas and Easter. Hi, honey. You know. <laughs> or just Sunday mornings. That, right? <laughs> or wouldn't that be a terrible relationship? Hey. I know I talked to you last year. I've, I've met our quota. <laughs> yeah. So, um, there's a lack of faith, whether it be on the giver's part. I mean, there's all kind of reasons why, you know, we pray for somebody and it doesn't happen whether it's a lack of faith on our part the receiver the giver or whatever because uh, we had um several with chris uh, chris Meese, he preached sunday and, I, and we were asking him about this this situation to see what he would say and uh, um he brought up the fact that you know jesus went into his hometown of nazareth well you know jesus don't have any lack of faith whatsoever right right and so he was the giver and the, the people of Nazareth would be the receiver, but he they couldn't receive anything because of their unbelief. Mm-hmm. The unbelief wasn't on Jesus' part; it was on the receiver's part. Mm-hmm. So there, there's all kinds of reasons. Uh, with with but the, no matter if it's the receiver or the giver, the the issue is there's a, a lack of faith somewhere. Mm-hmm. There's doubt, whatever. Um, and so I, I, I want to go through this pretty quick. So it, it, if faith is the issue, then we need to understand what faith is. Mm-hmm. So what is faith? Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Yeah. The New Living Translation says faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. So if we can see it, like this candle, it doesn't take faith to know that there's a candle on this table, mm-hmm. right? I can see the I can see the can it's tangible. Mm-hmm. I can touch it and it's warm. Mm-hmm. 
So, um, so if we can see it, it doesn't take faith. Faith shows the reality, is what the New Living Translation says. So what what is, what's reality? In the Greek, the word is hypostasis. It means a setting or placing under, uh, to put under a substructure, a foundation. Mm. So faith is the foundation. Um, that makes me think, is it Peter that says add to, add to this, this, add to this, this, add to this, this? Mm. I need to look that up and look at the what the, found, the foundation is. I wonder if it's faith. Add to your faith. Cause it seems like it says add to your faith perseverance. perseverance. Mm. Look, look that yeah. up, Shelly. If you don't care, yeah. while I go through this, um, so faith or reality, faith shows the reality. So we, the reality is a foundation. Um, it's firm. That which has an actual existence, it has a substance, even though we can't see it. Mm-hmm. It's real. Uh, so this, uh, and then it says, faith shows the reality of what we hope for. And we, we talked about this the other day, that this is not a hope like, uh, I don't remember the example you used. Like, I hope. Like, I hope I'm going to get paid on Friday. Yeah. <laughs> or, uh, you know, I hope there's going to be a Corvette in my driveway one day. It's probably not going to happen. It's But we use hope like a wish. Mm-hmm. Um, you, 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 you hope you get it, but there's that, there's that, chance that I might not get it. Um, did you find it? It's in Peter, I think. Mm-hmm. Does it say what the foundation is? Romans? Is it Romans? Romans 11. No, not that one. It says add to add to your Faith or something, I don't remember. I probably shouldn't have brought it up. This is what's off the top of my head. It's dangerous when I leave my notes. <laughs> um, but the word hope here uh, in the Greek is elpidzo, and it means to trust in. Mm-hmm. Uh, in. In a religious sense, it means to wait for salvation with joy, and here's Shelby's word, full confidence. Mm-hmm. So this hope is not, oh, I hope so. It's, it's, it's a trusting in God and having full confidence in other words we have an expectation knowing that we will receive it that's what faith is it shows the reality of what we hope for so that there's a foundation of of that uh, there's an actual existence to what we're praying for that we're having faith for and and this hope is we have full confidence in God that he's going to provide it and the it says faith is reality of what we cannot see with our eyes we are waiting with ex with with an, this is my version of what faith is it's the reality of what we cannot see with our eyes we are waiting with an expectancy and faith is the evidence of things we cannot see and so the the, the greek word for evidence here is el in elinkos something like that um and this word it doesn't mean um it doesn't mean Evidence like I got Shelby's phone in my hand and I have the evidence. Mm-hmm. It, it actually means conviction, which is different. And it's only, this word in the Greek is only used two places, here and in 2 Timothy 3.16, where it says, All Scripture is given by the inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof. That's mm-hmm. the word, for reproof. 
for correction, for instruction, in righteousness. Um, the version I don't use very much is the message, but it kind of shows what this word means better. Every part of Scripture is God-breathed and useful one way or, n- or another, showing us truth, exposing our rebellion. Mm. That's the word for re- the Satan's reproof. But exposing our rebellion, correcting our mistakes, and training us to live God's way. That, that's what that word means, uh, this conviction, this evidence. It's exposing our rebellion. It's, it's just different. It's, it's weird. What, did you find it? I believe so. Second Peter. Second Peter. Second Peter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what did I say with the the, the um, foundation? Faith. Yeah. Yeah. For this very reason, oh, this is Second Peter one verse five. For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith mm-hmm. goodness, and to goodness knowledge, and to knowledge self control, and to self control perseverance. And he keeps going on and on. So yeah, the, I was right. It, it is faith being the foundation. You know, as you were talking, I was I just heard faith is currency in the kingdom. Mm-hmm. That's that's how we acquire. That's how we inquire and ask. That's how things begin to manifest it is currency in the kingdom of god because the just have to live by faith right without faith it's impossible to please him faith is currency in the kingdom and what do we use currency for you know i say goods and services right i can purchase your service as an electrician using currency mm-hmm. right i can you can come to the music store where we work and you can purchase a new guitar or you can purchase a capo or whatever with currency and you have something tangible in your hands to you know that you've exchanged mm-hmm. and so faith is a currency in the kingdom where we say lord we trust you we believe in you we our confidence is in you, and this is what we're asking for right. in return as the exchange. It's good. Carry on. All right. So, in Hebrew, this, I want to read the Amplified Version, which I never use. <laughs> I don't think I've ever used the Amplified Version before. But it, 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 it talks about what faith is, and it, it explains it really well. In my lack of trying to explain it. Now, faith is the assurance, or it's the t- title deed. Like when you purchase your house, you get a deed, right? So, faith is the assurance, or the title deed, the confirmation of things hoped for. This hoped for is divinely guaranteed. And the evidence of things not seen, or the conviction of their reality, faith comprehends as fact what cannot be experienced by the physical senses. I'll come back to that in a second. For by this kind of faith, the men of old gained divine approval. So, in other words, faith goes outside the natural senses, which makes things so difficult. Mm-hmm. Because we, we rely on what, when, where, why, and how. We want everything explained. Mm-hmm. And there's just some things you can't explain when it comes to faith. Mm-hmm. 
Because if you can explain it, it's not faith. Right? Do you agree with that or disagree with that? I mean, why do you hope for what you already have? You don't. Right. But you hope for the things that you that you don't already possess. Things that we pray for, things that we ask God for, things that takes faith like a miracle, a true miracle, cannot be explained except to say God did it. Demons being cast out, withered hands. What's the song by um, Brandon Lake? We sing at church sometimes. I've seen Too metal. Too good to not believe. Yeah. yeah. I've seen metal plates dissolve, you know, things like that. If you've seen a true miracle, it, the only way to explain it is God did it. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. So, uh, like this dad with his son, he's dealt with this. For years, he's watched his son be tortured. He wants Jesus to heal him. He's heard about him um, from somebody. So he has hope that Jesus can get the job done. He shows up. Jesus is not there. Disciples can't get it done, right? Jesus shows up and gets the job done. Um, But we look at the disciples and how they couldn't get the job done. What's their excuse? Well, obviously, Jesus said it's a lack of faith. Obviously, they their prayer life was lacking, and and their fasting is lacking. Um, so we're we'll, we'll in the podcast with this record. Aren't we a lot like the disciples? Mm. That's what we we're talking about earlier. Um, I can't remember exactly what you said now, but we we know it's God's will to heal, right? Mm-hmm. We've seen Jesus do it time and time again. We know people who have been healed. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we have seen people who have been uh, miraculously healed, and if we have heard and read numerous stories from all over the world where people have been healed, yet we pray for somebody to be healed and nothing happens. Right? And far too often we blame the receiver for not having enough faith. You hear this all the time. Well, you just have a lack of faith. Well. You, I've said it many times. Dead people don't have faith. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but yet they're raised from the dead. Um, but we blame the receiver for not having enough faith when actually, at least from this example t- tonight, that it's a lack of faith that was coming from the giver, not the receiver. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, so... Do we, like the disciples, have a lack of faith when we pray for people? We want to say no, but you even said at the beginning of the podcast that we all the time mix faith and doubt. Mm -hmm. And that's why I I said, and you and I have talked about this before, it's hard. We, We want to have faith and we want to have, and we do have full confidence in God to do it. But it just seems like, maybe it's coming from the enemy, I don't know. But there's that, just that little seed of doubt. Mm-hmm. That little seed of doubt. But what I want to end with is don't give up. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't quit. Don't, don't give up on God. And that's what we were saying at the very beginning is how people, they, they, they have that expectation. They have confidence 
they want to get to Jesus. We bring them to Jesus. We bring them before the throne, like the verse you were talking about. And we got full confidence in God, and we pray for them, and nothing happens. It's crickets. And they want answers. We want answers. And and the and the devil can take that and just discourage. And we were talking about this at uh, it. Well, pastor was talking about it at prayer time at church Sunday. How discour- discouragement is one of the greatest tools the enemy uses. And all he has to do is say, "I told you." God's not listening to you. God doesn't care. Yeah. Which is not true. He knows that everything that's going on in our lives, He does care, and, and He can take care of it. Mm-hmm. There's power in His Word. His Word does not go forth void. And, uh, and we have to stand on His Word. Mm-hmm. We, we have to keep the faith. Yeah. Gotta have faith. <laughs> Gotta have faith. Help us, Jesus. All right, well, would you pray for us? Oh, wait, 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 wait. I want to, no, before you pray, I want to read this. Matthew 7, 7 through 11 is a big good way to end it. This is what Jesus says. Keep on asking. Mm-hmm. You know, you hear people say, ask, seek, and knock, right? But the, the correct translation is New Living Translation puts it. Keep on asking, and you will receive what you ask for. You either believe that or you don't. Keep on seeking and you will find, Jesus says. You either believe that or you don't. Keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. Not maybe, but will be. Mm-hmm. You either believe it or you don't. For everyone who asks, receives. I won't keep saying it. You either believe that or you don't. Everyone who seeks, finds. And to everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. It will be open. You parents, if your children ask for a loaf of bread, do you give them a stone instead? Or if they ask for a fish, do you give them a snake? Of course not, Jesus says. So if you sinful people, right? If you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give good gifts to those who ask Him? Mm-hmm. You either believe it or you don't. All right. All right. Now you can bring it. Thank you, Father, that you are the giver of all good gifts. And. Your word says that it's you who acts in us both to will and to do your good pleasure. So if there's faith in us to believe you for anything, it's come from you. Whether it's for healing, whether it's for salvation, for deliverance, for provision, Lord, it's you working in us. And giving us the power to do the things that please you. So forgive us for where we have allowed doubt and discouragement to, or disappointments even, to creep in. But we declare that our eyes are fixed on you, author and finisher of our faith. And that uh, our trust, our hope, our faith. Our confidence is in you and you alone. Lord, help us even in the days ahead to have total reliance on you. And we say you must increase and we must decrease. We ask and declare all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.
Keep grinding. Thanks for listening to the Grind It Podcast. If we could pray for you or encourage you in any way, please email us at thegrinditpodcast at gmail.com or you can text us at 865-418-2824. If you're watching on YouTube, please click like and subscribe and you'll be notified about new episodes. If you're listening on an app, leave us a five-star review, but most importantly, share the Grind It Podcast with a friend. God bless you and remember, keep grinding.